1: Hello and welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Answering your 21st century questions and finding solutions to everyday dilemmas, like should you ever boast about a good tan? It's just...
2: It's a... I mean, it's, it's a lovely... What's the... what's the, What does it say on the
1: package? It's natural. No, you... It's, it's naturel. <laughs> I fell asleep in the sun, didn't I? Had a couple of beers oh. and fell
2: asleep. Were you not wearing spurf?
1: SPF. SPF, SPF, no, oh, always. always. I, d- I was, but only a thirty. Right. And is it okay to wear a rugby shirt in public? Like, oh god, the hey, What is wrong with this rugby shirt? William, at the time of recording, is currently looking like he's about to play scrum half for a nineteen nineties Northern Rugby League team.
2: It's it's a beautiful pale pastel pink and forest green rugby it's, shirt. It's mm. very public school boy. Well, you know. Does it remind you of the good old days? I was never in the rugby j- Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> not officially. <laughs>
1: anyway. And of course, what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss, but we're not usual agony aunts? Oh, William Hansen, Heart Radio's leading <laughs> etiquette expert.
2: No, we're not Jordan North, former Rock FM presenter. I'm more pampered, you're more pampers. Very good. That's yeah. from Mads. Thank mm. you, Mads, for that. Right, should we do the Gin and De Bonnet? Yes, who should we toast to today? Oh, well, do you know who I'd like to toast to? And this, I know this was a few weeks ago, but I actually really like the music, and I was actually quite sad. BTS. Oh, but they're splitting up. Yeah. In fact, I was the first person to tell my friend Ellie, who is obsessed with them, so much so that she actually moved to Korea. Did uh, she? And I texted her on the, on the day it was announced, saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She hadn't realised.
1: Oh. And I thought
2: she, as Purple Army, would be all over it. Their
1: fans are next level.
2: Yeah. You, did you nearly get cancelled by BTS? Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, fans. Yeah, I did. Actually, <laughs> that was completely unplanned. Uh,
1: only because I said that track they did with Coldplay... I used the term weird because mm. I was describing how it's like I was trying to be funny. I just said it's weird that Coldplay and BTS got together, and then loads of people on Twitter were like, "Canceling, canceling." So, mm. But yeah,
2: well, Dynamite is to date their best one. Yeah, but their fans, any BTS fans listening, we, we hope you. Get, hope get, you're okay. Get I married. texted Ellie. I said, "Is this like London Bridge in Korea?" I don't get it. It's when the Queen dies. Why? It's the code name. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, and okay. she said it's worse. So we'll toast to BTS. Thank BTS. you, thank you for the music, as someone once sang. I said, "Thank you for the music, for giving into me." me. I'm, I've discovered the um, the greatest hits of Vera Lynn. She did much more than just oh the ones you think, God. and she covers "Thank You for the Music," and it's really camp. <laughs> yeah,
1: why <laughs> are you listening I'll, to Vera Lynn? Because
2: I like to listen to current music. Thirty-two years old. <laughs> Vera Bloody Lynn. Yes, yeah, what people listen to in the war. Some back. No, but that's what you'd think. Yes, the we'll meet again. Obviously, it's the big hit, White Cliffs of Dover. Blah blah blah. But she did other stuff. She covered some Manilow. She covered some. Uh, I was about to say BTS. She didn't cover them. Um, although I would listen. Um, <laughs> the maybe BTS should cover Vera Lynn. She's
1: been brown bread for about ten years, hasn't she?
2: About two. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. In fact, probably not even that actually. Oh. To Virilin. Virulin. Okay. <laughs> Dame <laughs> Virilin. Dame
1: Virilin. And BTS,
2: Christ. We'll meet again.
1: How did you... I don't think I've <laughs> ever listened to a Virilin song. I'll
2: send you the album. No, it's fine. In your next music meeting at work, mm-hmm. when they ask for suggestions, <laughs> please film it. What? Suggest Virilin.
1: Virilin? Never
2: work again. No,
1: I know, but funny though... Anyway, as always, if you need our help with something, then we would love it if you got in touch. You can send your tales that make you ticklish to help at SextonMyBoss.com. Oh. <laughs> oh, someone's been on a creative writing course this He week. had a holiday as well. Mm. Or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at Boss. So you can write to William Hansen here, who promises a handwritten reply and his own letterheaded paper. The address, you know probably get it in about eight months after you send it. The address is on the website <laughs> SextonMyBoss. Is that a
2: criticism of me or the postal service? Come. How's your week been? Uh, it's been absolutely fine. Thank you. Uh, ben is uh, grinning from ear to ear because he was recognised not only at Lord's Cricket Ground oh. in a hospitality box. He had to shoehorn into the story. It wasn't relevant to the story, but he felt the need to tell us it was in a I hospitality was box.
1: Happy. I thought he might have, you know, last night or something.
2: Well, maybe that too. But no, he was recognised at Lord's and also at a luxury wedding. Really, At a luxury Hampstead wedding.
1: He, he was recognised as producer Ben.
2: Yes, in fact, uh, someone, uh, in fact, uh, my friend Freddie went over to him and said, "Guys," and Ben was talking to a group of group of people. Said to the group, Freddie comes over and goes, "Guys, I believe there's a celebrity here." And everyone else <laughs> in the group, of course, looks around, completely bypasses Ben. Where, where? Get, got quite excited, and Freddie's like, it's "Producer Ben," and of course, everyone else was like, "Who?" Uh, but Freddie and his uh, fiancée, Will, were very excited to meet producer Ben. Oh. And it's made... producer Ben has not shut up about it. That's Let sweet. me tell you, Freddie and Will.
1: Ben, just to bring you back down, didn't I did didn't Ben last time we were recording? I've not seen him, but mm. got a bit annoyed with me because I'd been to see Harry Styles twice in a week. And you didn't
2: offer Ben tickets. I only
1: had one plus one,
2: but... And that was not your name.
1: Ben is a huge Harry Styles fan. Yes. Yes, got a poster of him above his bed.
2: Mm-hmm. So sweet.
1: Um, <laughs> so next time, if I can, I'll get you tickets. But Ben...
2: come on, Ben, were you a fan of Harry Styles in his One Direction years or is it a post One Direction that Has you... We've have... been about, when, been when about did you... same age or... When did you first... A bit of both. A bit of, a bit of both, okay. Yeah. Those so see. There you go. To producer Ben. Producer <laughs> Ben. Producer Ben. Cheers. Not Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Yeah. Anything else from your. Harry week? Styles does look good in a jumpsuit. Oh. I just, I didn't actually, I never thought Harry Styles, obviously, you know, I prefer Sean Mendes. Mm-hmm. Has he ever been in a jumpsuit? Yeah, probably. And Sean Mendes is going a touch Harry Styles in terms of the tattoos and a little, little bit alternative yeah. for my liking. Oh. Some people like it. Did but you see the picture
1: of him in his swim shorts recently?
2: Sean Mendes? Yeah. Uh, they came to my attention. <laughs> to be fair, normally if Shaw Mendes does, if Shaw gets out of bed, some G and Diva has sent me very sweet, or tanks me in a comment with William Hanson, or sends it to me on DM. That means direct message uh, and that sort of thing. Okay, All right. So I'm very aware of uh, Shaw Mendes' work.
1: Okay. Um, any other news from your week?
2: Um, well, my my friend Ella has uh, flagged something that I do. I don't. I probably have done it to you. But if we we're arranging to meet, let's say for dinner at seven o'clock, whatever. As you know, I'm pathologically punctual and I normally will turn up early. So what I do at 10 to 7 is I'll text the friend going, I'm here, I'm early, no rush. And of course, what I mean by no rush is rush.
1: Yeah, I have noticed that.
2: And most people are late. So actually, it's more fool me, really, because I then wait for 20 minutes for someone to turn up. And I should really have left the house 10 minutes later.
1: You do do that. What's really annoying as well is you text me the night before, so it's like this podcast recording, or if we're meeting and you say, hey, oh, and you always put the same thing. Hey, I don't say hey. You always put, everything okay for tomorrow? Yes, I know I've got to get on a train, <laughs> right? I'm not that bloody stupid. Hey, uh, I don't you, say hey. You always put, like, little things like, do you want me to get you a coffee at the train station tomorrow morning? And I sometimes feel like going train station just to wind <laughs> you up. <laughs> You are so passive-aggressive, it's unreal.
2: You want me to be your PA. How can I be your PA, which obviously stands for passive-aggressive, how, how can I be your PA if I don't text you to remind you?
1: Yeah, fair point. Exactly. Yeah,
2: you just, yeah, just
1: just a just little text. Let's let's just go through some of the texts that you sent me recently. Oh, God, I've not replied to any of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh. yeah, let's go through the texts in the group. This morning... Getting you a coffee, by the way.
2: Yes, because I thought you do, then. No, then you don't get a me. coffee. Uh, and then. Spending my hard-earned money getting you a coffee.
1: Okay, well, I'd say you've not been. We've been.
2: We've been chatting a lot lately. Yeah, I need to back off.
1: <laughs> oh, you sent me Mikey's reaction to watching Naked Attraction.
2: Yes, Mikey had never watched Naked Attraction before. Uh, I had I only seen one or two episodes and Mikey decided that he wanted to, to watch it and was quite shocked. He was very shocked and it's a very funny video. We'll play it for you now. <clears throat> Christ alive! <laughs> is that a funny?
1: Is that what fannies look like? Oh, bloody hell, fire. Oh, thank God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, is that what you do here? <laughs> bloody hell, wait till I see it, lads on your head.
2: It was week. exactly like that. Anyway, how's your week been, Jordan? Yeah, um, good.
1: I cried at more old people. Oh no! Yeah, so it's it, you might have, you might remember from a few episodes ago mm. when we was on tour in uh,
2: Ireland. We were going from Dublin to Belfast on the
1: train, and dogs
2: going to get me going again. Oh, there was a little old lady hanging out her washing, and she a waved at the train. A little old lady
1: was hanging out her washing, and she waved at the train, and no one waved back, and it made me cry. I was very, very extremely hungover at the time. And were um, you hungover at this new no, time? No, I was having a coffee and there's this little. It's always old people. It's this old couple who were like walking down the street, but like really struggling. You could tell they didn't have much left in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I didn't mean it like that. Don't, you're gonna make me cry. And she was struggling a bit, and then she just put her arm into his, and they linked arm um, and wandered down the street, and it made me cry in the coffee shop.
2: Oh. That's nice. What, what about that makes you cry?
1: I don't know. I genuinely don't. I was Is really it because close. it's
2: holding up a mirror to your future life?
1: Maybe. Or it was just, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I I was really close to my grandma that's no longer with us, uh, Grandma Fish. So it, it might have been that and probably something. I don't know. It's always old people that make me cry all the time. Mm. An old person once came into a cafe that was in on her own and started crying then because I was convinced she was lonely. Right. Did you uh, go over and chat to her? Yeah, and she just ignored me.
2: <laughs> she might just so be wanting she might not. have gone into the cafe to get away from her busy social life and just wanted a mm. just a moment to, to be by herself.
1: That's happened and I'm giving up Kinder Buenos. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. What Shock. are you
2: are you pre diabetes?
1: Breaking news, Gene Davies, i just I'm just to the point where I love a Kinder Buena.
2: Yes. Right. You used to put them on our rider. Yeah, they uh, stand- what
1: do you mean used to? you better be having buenos.
2: We pay for those. Yeah. And
1: you'd only eat, like, half. Yeah, so it's good to have them there. I've been having buenos for breakfast at the moment.
2: Buenos for breakfast. I'm letting myself go on. But this is probably because you eat breakfast food at dinner. Whereas if you ate breakfast food at breakfast, you wouldn't need a kinder bueno at breakfast.
1: So, and then the other day I had nearly... I had three buenos in a day, so that would have been... Yeah, I had one for... Bloody hell, Ben. We know you're here. (laughs) We had a bueno at breakfast. I had one in the afternoon and I don't want to add one after my tea. So I'm giving up. I'm going to try and just cut them down a bit. Is there any other chocolate bar you go to? Oh, I like a Reese's chocolate. Okay. They're butter cups. Reese's pieces? Yeah. Pieces. No, 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 they're butter cups. I love m ms okay. love Galaxy chocolate. Right. Sometimes I'll just dip my finger into the Nutella and have a rub that in my gums. <laughs>
2: I do. Good.
1: I love, I love any type. There's not Apart from Turkish delight, I'll eat any chocolate. I love chocolate, chocolates, chocolate, chocolates, um, as opposed
2: to non-chocolate. No, chocolates. like a box of
1: chocolates. Oh, I see. And I never look at the map. I just go in.
2: The map is yeah. not. It's called a key.
1: No, it's not a map.
2: No, it's a key. The map of the, what the chocolates. No, are. it's not. A map is telling you to get, how to get from place A to place B. It doesn't or, tell you start at this chocolate and then end on that chocolate.
1: No, and I, so I never. I love bit, box chocolates and just getting the map and going.
2: It's not a map. It's a key, or we're not getting into this. A map. menu. A menu. No,
1: it's not a menu. A menu is what you have in a bloody restaurant. But it's not a map. It's a map. That's so what you say. Christmas chucker's map. <laughs> Let's
2: have a look. What are we are here. Say that in our house, you get the Ordnance Survey map thrown at you.
1: <laughs> so there's that, and um, also G and D's. We've not talked about this mm. some time ago now, but I feel now's the right time to bring it up.
2: Okay. Um,
1: I had a very special letter sent in the post, and that letter. <laughs> was William Hanson's invitation.
2: Thank you for saying invitation.
1: Okay, Mr. William Hanson, can I read it? Or well, it I personal? mean, yeah,
2: we'll, we'll take out the pertinent details, okay. but yes, just it's, because, you know, we are limited on numbers, G&D, was... it's, it's in... Um, it's in that font you can't read.
1: No, it's not Comic Sans, it's... Um,
2: Edwardian script. It's Bradley handwriting or something. It's not Bradley
1: handwriting. That you get on Word. Yeah. Okay. Mr. William Hanson and Mr. Mikey Worrell Michael Worrell. Yes. Together with their families, request the pleasure of your company for a blessing following their marriage at such and such in such and such day at 12 o'clock, and afterwards at. I can't say that. RSVP
2: flat. <laughs>
1: so blah blah blah, and then there's a very very funny bit here. It says about. L- the church, this is only additional information. Says in the after the blessing, transport will be provided to guests. Dress. This mm. is very good from
2: you. Well, thank you.
1: Lounge suit or day dress. For detailed advice, please consult the pl- the Bluffer's Guide to Etiquette in bracket six ninety nine, chapter 5, First edition, or chapter six, second edition. <laughs> dietary requirements? Please let us know if you have any dietary requirements. Presents? We do not need guest accommodation. Blah, blah, blah. Right now, this is great, and I know you have put a lot of time and effort into it. F- yeah. You haven't bloody replied yet. Yeah, I'll do that in a second. And um, now. Oh yeah, so you've also got this. Well So what do I just put here?
2: You write your name.
1: Don't... Will Be Able...
2: You bring, you're bringing Beverly.
1: And then, what do
2: you do there? And then, so, are you able to attend? Yes! OK. So, it says, Will Be Able To, and you, you, all you need to do is cross out Unable. Well, no, you've crossed out Attend now! Yeah. Now it just says, Jordan North Will Be Able. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell um, a few of the guests, they'll be delighted. Jordan North, he's able. <laughs> and do you have any dietary requirements?
1: Well, this is what I wanted to speak to you about. Right. Okay, uh, I don't like onions.
2: <laughs> That's not a dietary requirement.
1: So, I don't I, I, I like onions if they're cooked, but I don't I hate, like, I've talked about this before. Hate onions in a sandwich, hate onions on a pizza, pe- hate onions on I'll a pizza. I'll let the venue know. I just let them know. Mm. Like, if you get a sandwich, it's got onions in.
2: Or on a salad, raw onions. Oh, delicious.
1: No, awful. Um, so, yeah, I know you spent a lot of time on this.
2: Yes. But you've... Did you enjoy receiving my stiffy? Stiffy? Stiffy is what, in the 50s, they used to call these stiff wedding invitations. Genuinely, Jesus this would Christ. be called a stiffy. Okay. The term has you've obviously changed. You've been waiting
1: for that gag all the time. Now, you forgot to put... On, and I know you spent a lot of time on these. Yeah. You forgot to put on the meal. What do you mean? Like... Usually, when I get wedding invitations, yes. it says the meal, and you choose what you want. You choose the starter because usually there's a few options. Right. What? What are we? How no, have you, you, you get. get
2: that? What, no, but that's not our wedding. You'll get what you're given.
1: No, no, no. Excuse. Are you being serious? Right. There's literally. Usually, when you get it, you're like, right. What do you want for the starter? And you're going, do you want the fish? Right. I love well, you get that? And I'll, I'll get the sea bass. Right. Okay.
2: What the bloody? Sea how bass? can you
1: forget that? Like, there isn't no choice of starter main. Dessert? No.
2: Well, if you're vegetarian, you obviously get the vegetarian. That's why we ask the dietary requirements. So there's no choice? No. I mean, the wedding cake, you'll have a choice.
1: Right, I'm, I'm going to ask you a personal question here. <laughs> right, and it's fine because, it, you know, current times and stuff. No, I and know... And I'll feel I, bad. Are you doing this
2: on the cheap? No. <laughs> Absolutely. Hello? Hello? Because no felt one will blame quali- you. Have you felt the quality of my stuff some,
1: some weddings I've been to, they've gone all out and they've been decent. And some weddings I've gone to and they've, like, just done it on a, a, on a budget. And they're usually the better ones.
2: Right. I do worry you're going to be grossly disappointed with my wedding.
1: So that happened. And then <laughs> can we talk about this?
2: Yes. So for context, we have a, a friend who has got... A vague sense of humour. He
1: has got I when he's one of those friends where I don't see him much, but when I do, it uh, gets me giddy because he's got a great sense of humour. He's called James. J James. James. And J Row has made an invitation for the night, do because he's helping me organise the night, do because you're not having one, right? So J Row has done the tackiest wedding invitation. It's in word art. Using word art from year six, which is great, and he's put save the date spelled D eight. <laughs> William and Mikey in Word Art. Time for the big wed wed. (laughs) Wedding in Word Art. And it's put, Hi, you guys. You made the cut, lol. Just though. Blah, blah, blah. Arrive when you like. All done by 6pm. Unofficial after party from 7pm at Tiger Tiger. (laughs) Dress code, all in white, Crocs, absolutely no socks. (laughs) Reply to... I won't give the email.
2: I don't think that email works.
1: Oh, (laughs) WillieNapkinsY2K1 at Hotmail.com. And this bit really got me. I keep laughing. I'll be on the tube or I'll be in work or I'll be in bed. And this bit really makes me laugh. In brackets, it puts, let me know if you want fish fingers or Linda McCartney sausages. (laughs) (laughs) It's genius. And it's a genuine invite. This is real.
2: Well, well, yeah, I mean, it's got the right information on in terms of, other than the tiger-tiger bit, it's got the right information about now, the date. are you a bit
1: annoyed that that has outshone your... What,
2: no, i tell you what is amazing, and I, I saw James two days after that was received. He did not know the date that I was posting the wedding invitations. And coinc, completely coincidentally, the few people that he sent those to arrived at the, on the same day as my wedding actual wedding invitation, which just makes the joke even funnier.
1: It's great. So you don't put your thingy on?
2: The meal? No. No.
1: Anyway, there we go. But thank you so much for your lovely wedding invite. Thank you.
2: I look forward to you telling me that you can't come.
1: I can come. (laughs) Unless a big TV job comes up.
2: (laughs) That's what I worry about.
1: Okay. Wacky word of the week?
2: Yes. Here is my wacky word of the week. Here's the jingle. And the word of the week this week is limerence. And I'll tell you the definition after the break.
1: Hello, G and Divas. I'm Jess Phillips, an MP and now for the first time a podcast host. I know that on Help I Sexted My Boss, you love writing letters to William and Jordan. So I think you'll love my new podcast that's all about writing letters. It's called Yours Sincerely and in each episode I invite a guest to celebrate three people that mean the world to them. Someone they love, someone who's no longer around and someone who doesn't realise how significant a role they've played in their lives. So with that I'll sign off with Yours Sincerely, Jess Phillips. I hope you get to enjoy an episode of
0: my podcast soon.
1: Okay, Gene Devers, welcome back. It's uh, William's wacky word of the week, and the word is limerence. Any guesses? Uh, Poem
2: or poetic? No, no, it's got nothing to do with that. Um, It's a more recent word, only coined in the 1970s. Oh, okay. Um, It can be defined as an involuntary state of mind resulting from a romantic attraction to another person, but without the feelings reciprocated.
1: So if they fancy, you fancy them but they don't fancy you back. Yes. Your limerence.
2: Yes, like, uh, Stephanie wasn't sure how to shake her recent feelings of limerence. Um, it's not the funniest word I've ever come up with, I'll be honest, no. but um, it will do. Can I go for a quick wee? OK. Sorry.
1: Do you want to do the letters, start on the letters?
2: No, but you say this all the time, then you don't know how to give advice. Sorry. Welcome back, Jordan. Oh, thank you. Uh, Shall we go to the listeners' questions? Yes. This first one is from Anonymous. Dear William Jordan and PB, a classic long-time listener, first-time writer here, I have a kissing-related query that I'm hoping you can advise on. When it comes to greeting people, which side do you go for when kissing the other's no-apostrophe cheek? And how many kisses is the right number? great question. I'm partially sighted and therefore cannot tell what way others are leaning when going for a cheek kiss This has led to many an awkward encounter leading to a particularly haunting one with my grandpa. My friends and family know that I can't see a lot, but strangers and more distant acquaintances are obviously less aware I spent much of my teenage years learning how to appear normal, aka like I'm not blinder than a bat, and as such, the average person wouldn't know the reasons behind my stumbling and flustering in such a simple greeting process. It may seem like a small thing, but Whenever I go for the wrong cheek, it makes me feel stupid and obviously different from others. Your advice would be very much appreciated. Best wishes, Anonymous. Over to the UK's second leading etiquette expert, Jordan North.
1: I don't know about bloody kiss. I don't like cheek kissing. Oh, do you not? Oh, I think it's so false. I never cheek
2: so kiss. So what's your greeting of choice? I give
1: them a hug or shake their hand. But uh, oh, now I like a bust. Okay. Yeah, I go, Aye. Jordan, nice to be Bust me. Bust, like a fist bump.
2: Yeah, okay.
1: So, you know it, though, because don't
2: the French kiss twice? So, yeah, traditionally in Britain, we used to just do the one kiss.
1: Was it just on one cheek?
2: Yes, and it was, and still is. If you're doing two kisses now, you start from the same cheek, if everyone obviously follows this correctly, which most people do, and you start from your right cheek. So, as I look at you, your left cheek, but you start from your right cheek.
1: Right. Yeah, but okay. that was the wrong way. So, that'd be... Your, so
2: we do that first. So I did, that's
1: your left cheek?
2: Yeah, as, yeah, but it's my... No, it's my right cheek. See what I mean? It's a load of shite,
1: this. No. Absolute load of shite. Sorry, Anonymous. Just to confuse... So it's their left? You kiss their left... Right. As you
2: ...as you look at the, them. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, and is it in the air, or do you actually
2: kiss the cheek? No, it's touching cheeks. When you just Only to with a very close friend or relative would you actually put lips on the cheek.
1: Oh, uh, right, um... I, I, don't, I don't really know
2: here. In Italy, just to confuse you, though, they start with their left. Oh, for God's sake. But sense. let's not worry about that. So, yes, Britain, we just used to do one. Then in the 1970s, ha-ha, we became very European, and everyone started to do two kisses. Presumably we'll go back to doing just the one now. Uh, in the Netherlands, they do three. It's having a bath. It's far too much. Uh, in some parts, some, some rural parts of France, it can be four.
1: Mm. So what's your advice to Anonymous? I think... Start
2: with your right... No. So when you offer, when you proffer your cheek, offer your right cheek... Oh, that's good kiss advice. Kiss their left cheek. Okay, so stick
1: stick your right cheek out. And
2: with. if it goes wrong, whether you're partially sighted or not, you just make a bit of a... sort of use this sort of the humour reflex that we Brits have built in. Make a bit of a joke about it.
1: Yeah, and I think don't worry about it too much, Anonymous. Like, seriously, don't. It's It's... I know it probably seems like a big thing, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not a massive issue, so don't oh. worry about it, honestly. Exactly. Cheap kissing.
2: We've got a handwritten letter next, Ooh. with a lovely wax stamp.
1: Is that actually a proper wax one? Yes. It's Is that got what a... they look like?
2: Yeah, we've had, oh, we've had wax stamps yeah. in before. That's got a skull on it. Yes. I'm slightly alarmed at that. Oh, Oh, wow, this is nice. Yes, and I did I did give this a read because I've had to reply to it because uh, they put a return address, so thank you. It's a poem. Oh, OK. OK, it's a poem that goes into a problem. OK. Dear William Jordan, brackets and producer Ben, your podcast is a 10 out of 10. Very good. It offers sound advice for every sin as you sip your way through a Dubonnet and gin. Oh. Newsflash on Hanson Media Network News, your first poem letter to go with your booze. Sean, Mary and Hyacinth make William's heart melt, whilst Jordan's happy place requires a dressing gown belt.
1: <laughs> very good,
2: uh, very good. William's words are marvellously wacky and Jordan's jokes are brilliantly tacky. Mm-hmm. You're both so hilarious, oh how time flies, even when Ben drones in with... Hi guys. Oh, this is great. One's more M. one's more BM, and you can choose to recite this like Shakespeare or Eminem. So like darling Sarah Hansen as I sip my red wine, I was wondering if you could help with a dilemma of mine. Our next door neighbour is creeping us out. When he gave my partner his number, it filled me with doubt. I've lost count of the times he's randomly called and I feel he's watching me on the camera he's had installed. At first I thought it innocent. He must feel alone. But at 10pm the other night, my partner answered his phone. It was the man next door asking for some money. Another night he knocked on the window, thinking it was funny. Now he's due to move house soon and vows to keep in touch and I must admit I don't like that idea very much. I want to block him as his behaviour is too odd to forgive but there's just one problem. He knows where we live. I this know you, is amazing. I know you can help me. I'm a real believer. You're sincerely a loyal g Diva. This is amazing. And that's from Danny.
1: Danny, that's a talent that.
2: That was very, very clever Danny.
1: That was great. We should be playing poem.
2: Oh, I've already replied. Oh, have you? Yes.
1: Oh, well, oh my advice is hey, Danny, <laughs> um, why don't you move to Manny? Right. That's what they call
2: Manchester. Yes, thank you.
1: Um, hopefully, then you get a neighbour with mm. better behaviour. Oh. Well, that's worth it. That's yeah,
2: okay. It's okay. like Pam okay. like Um, who?
1: <laughs> Not an airline. <laughs> What's that going to do? <laughs>
2: What are you on about? What are you on about? <laughs> but no, Pam Ayers is a poet. Oh, she, with a very broad Somerset accent. Oh, is she? Yes. Whereas Pan Am. Oh. Um. Was was Pan American Airlines? Yes.
1: Anyway, um. <laughs> I'm not, um what's your advice for creepy neighbours? I would stop. Instantly stop replying to the messages or phone calls because I think that's given a bit yep. of you're adding fuel to the phone. Save the
2: number, don't answer so yeah. it can unless you uh, can't answer. Uh, and when they move, just don't don't yeah. don't, don't give any rope, as don't, it were. Yeah, don't give any rope
1: and don't answer the phone or messages anymore. Just leave it. And if you see them on the way out to work and stuff, just smile, wave, and just say you're in a rush. Don't get the hint. Especially if Well,
2: in. hopefully when they move you won't see them on the yeah. way to Is work. Is that good advice? Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's <laughs> It's hard, it, it is creepy, and if it makes you feel I mean if needs be you have to have a conversation with them and say, actually, look, um This is too much. This is this is too much. Um but he's probably lonely, is probably what I would say. That does sound like um he's he's a lonely neighbour. So uh and uh yeah, anyway, Danny, I hope that helps. And thank you again for your poem. Stop peeling down his stamp. Okay. OK. Uh, next bit of correspondence. Okay. It's another email. Another anonymous Getting a lot of Anonymouses as, 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 as lately. Yes. Dear William Jordan and all others who contribute to the pod. Can't think of anyone. I write to you with a conundrum that I hope you can both help with.
1: Have you watered them plants lately?
2: <laughs> Jordan, I hate to break it to you, but they are fake. <laughs> are, they,
1: are they actually?
2: <laughs> what do you mean, are they actually? They're the fakest looking plants I've ever seen. They look dead. Well, Sorry, Gene
1: yeah. Davis. Back to anonymous letter. You do like fake plants, No, do I? I don't. I had no say in
2: that. Are they really fake? Yes, darling. Oh,
1: I need water sorry anonymous.
2: I write to you with a conundrum that I hope you can both help with I generally don't believe in ghosting as a way out of an awkward situation but on this occasion I feel like I'm left with no choice perhaps you can offer me a better solution many months ago I attended my boyfriend's work
1: basically we've just said in the last letter ghost him haven't we yeah Yeah. So.
2: but in certain situations it's fine maybe in this one as well uh, many months ago I attended my boyfriend's work due as a plus one and there was only one other plus one there I'm relatively comfortable in these situations but he seemed very shy and I tried to make him feel included where possible he suggested we hang out together so i agreed unfortunately the occasions we have met up or texted since have been appalling i find this person so cripplingly shy that their company is very hard work but more importantly i find them rude and we have nothing in common of course i know this makes me sound like a very catty bitchy person but the situation makes me think of the expression If you were everyone's cup of tea, you'd be a mug. Thank you. I don't see this person too often, but I think the more I do, the more trapped in the situation I feel and the more fake I feel myself in. I don't want to be impolite, unkind or childish, but my question is, is there an adult way of separating yourself from friendships like this? This Big up the pod and thank you for any advice you're able to offer.
1: That is a great question because obviously when you split up with someone, a partner, you know how to do it, but how do you split up with a friend? No, I'm not saying (laughs) But How do you split up? You with... held the high contact for just. Have a touch. you got a bloody La Croze water bottle there? I was just going to have a swig. Yes. How much was you got a La Croze water bottle? It was a gift. Don't you have a wedding to pay for? It was a gift. Oh, was it? Yeah. Of who?
2: My mother for Christmas.
1: Oh, was it? Hmm. Um, how would you? Just I think end you, just, you just have
2: to stop replying. Do you? I do think in that instance, or um, or leave it. Don't rush to reply. Leave it a couple of days. Uh, yeah. And then reply with "Oh, sorry, missed this. Hope you well." Don't maybe offer. You've got to be a bit, sh- a bit distant. Yes, that's good. And hopefully
1: they'll get the hint because that happens. People do. Yeah, friendships distant. friendships
2: change and you know and you, fade.
1: Yes, just be a bit distant when he replies, and he'll get the hint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't um, ghost. Just half ghost. Be half dead. What? Half dead, not fully dead like a ghost. Right. Just reply.
2: Be passing through. Yeah. From one life to another. Yeah. But again, I, I actually, my advice probably is similar to Danny's letter about the neighbour. This guy's clearly shy and lonely. Or it could be a girl. I don't know. They didn't say. But, um, yeah. It's no, a I, guy, I think. It's a guy. Yeah, OK. Well, he's clearly lonely. His so. Shyness
1: is a... I know someone that's incredibly shy. A bit like myself.
2: And, oh, yes. Like and, a shrinking violet. No, I,
1: I, I... If I go to parties and don't know anyone and stuff, I... Don't like
2: it. Yes, but now everybody knows you. No, I
1: struggle. I do. Really? Yeah. Wait, Do you think our friendship will last forever?
2: Depends if you reply on I text. reckon
1: we've got another four or five years
2: left in this. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. I think. Well, I don't know. Well, why? What's happening in four or five years? I'm only joking. You'll be back on Rock FM. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I could be in Spain. No, I don't want to retire too early love to, retire to Spain. You can join Jonathan's radio station that in he's going to do, yeah, in Frigliana, Frig FM.
1: Is, it actually, is mm. he moving to Spain?
2: Yeah, he's, that's he's going to do and retire and set up a radio station. So genuinely, you you and Jonathan, uh, yeah, can present. I'm
1: just going to sell eggs. Sell eggs. Yeah. Why eggs? Excuse me, that's right. Ra- no, but that's nope, so shit's random. on my dream. That's what you do, isn't it? You retire, you get chickens, and sell eggs. You're going to have to get a lot of chickens. I would like to. And I've done a bit of research. Yes. would like to get a bar out there, a little breakfast bar, but it's a lot harder. You serve work. Kinder Buena? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, Kinder Buena pancakes, make a fortune. Um, so Spanish. But it's, it's very hard out there. Mm. To, like, you've got to work a lot of hours.
2: So I'll just select. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Not that long ago, ham on. That not that long ago, you were saying that in Spain, it's like you just if you can't be bothered to work, no, you I just phone up and go family day.
1: No, I wasn't saying that, but like in cafes and restaurants stuff, it's hard work. People go out there. Do you not watch bargain loving Brits in the sun? No. And like people that go and open a bar in Benadol, they sometimes usually shut within six months, and they run out of money. But anyway, I digress. I'll sell eggs, might sell, and then after a couple of years, might go into cheese and milk. <laughs> Basically, have a farm what
2: friends ask me how's Jordan yeah he's into eggs that's my dream to live in Sp- he's just gone into milk <laughs>
1: let's get up in the morning have a bit of bread and ali- alioli and a Spanish coffee I love Spanish coffee right love it uh, maybe a little brandy as well okay coffee. let's go
2: and serve eggs I'm even more of an alcoholic
1: serve eggs pissed up <laughs> great way to live sorry can you tell I'm really tired and overworked at the moment I'm just bless you dreaming of going to Spain
2: Next letter of correspondence. This is from Rach. Uh, dear Jordan William and PB, obviously a new listener, because they haven't put Dear William and Jordan. My recent fiance, congratulations, and I are big G and Divas, which leads me to my dilemma. Often we'll listen to the show on our respective commutes, but this leads to him coming home and telling me a story about his day without realising he's just reciting a story from the same episode that I've listened to. What is the etiquette here? Do I point out that I know the punchline, having already listened to the episode, and ruin his fun, or should I just nod along politely and pretend it's new news? Lots of love, Rach. Oh, Rach, just pretend it's new news.
1: Sometimes you've got to... Um, you've got to humour your better half. Yes. Mikey pretends to last, last to all of William's innuendos. No,
2: jokes. OK, so genuinely we had this uh, we had this problem a couple of years into our relationship where we go out for dinner with people and they'd, you know, they'd mention something that would trigger an anecdote. And obviously Mikey being my uh, betrothed, although not probably at the time, had heard that story once or twice. And he would go, oh, God, not this story again. Which kind of kills the vibe, OK? They've never heard it. So I genuinely had to sit Mikey down and say, you need to not say that. (laughs) OK, stop it. You don't need to say, oh, I've never heard that. You don't need to pretend, but you just need to look sort of neutral because it kills the story. OK, Spoiler alert, you're gonna hear that story a thousand more times before you die. Okay. So
1: yeah, just So Rach,
2: Rach I agree with what Jordan said. Humour them
1: and be like, oh that's so funny, darling. Yes. Or babe. Talk you get there first. Yeah. You you tell them. He sounds really sweet, to be fair, Rach, coming home and telling you about his day and listening to the podcast.
2: Yes, he sounds like a keeper. He does sound
1: like a keeper, yeah. Oh, Oh uh, Christ that's like an essay that This one. is
2: from an Oh hello this is going to be good This is from Anonymous Cruiser As in uh, Well we'll find out Dear William Jordan and producer Ben Pre-Covid my boyfriend's family invited me on a cruising holiday around Spain I think unless it's a very progressive family That's probably a ship cruise Yeah I've um, never been on a cruise Have you not? Well, I've been on a cruise ship from piss up Not that mm. long
1: ago but it didn't move
2: Yes. Yeah. So that's not really a cruise, is it? It's, yeah. It's just a party just, on a boat. It's a party on a boat. Hmm. never been on a cruise. If you? Oh, it's oh, oh, an idea. There you go. We could go cruising together.
1: Uh, any uh, cruising. Do you know I Very nearly much got us before the pandemic. Yes. And very nearly got us some episodes where we went on a cruise.
2: Yes. William and Jordan tossed on the ocean waves, we were going to call it.
1: Yeah. I should get back in touch with them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that would be hilarious Are you are you a better Sorry we'll, an Cruiser We'll come back to your later In a minute Are you okay on boats
1: Yeah, yeah. Sound Because boats take Hours to sink <laughs> 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 Well that's worse Because it's a slow day No This is what I think If you're on a plane Yeah right. you talking minutes Boats You're like right pack the, We're going down Pack your bag Can you jump on a lifeboat
2: Right. Anyway, back to anonymous cruisers' letter. They were on a cruising holiday around Spain, and no second swim. <laughs> around Spain and the surrounding islands as a birthday celebration for uh, his boyfriend's father. Uh, After multiple COVID cancellations and potential rebooking dates that no one could agree on, we finally set on a date. I began to feel unwell about a week before we were due to set sail. I rigorously tested for COVID and continued to test negative. In order to get on the cruise, you needed to provide a negative cruise-branded lateral flow test. Now imagine my horror when I finally tested positive for COVID the weekend before we were due to sail. Naturally, I went through the options, come clean and have a parents cancel the holiday, volunteer to pay so they don't lose any money, or and forfeit my place so they could all go without me, or sabotage my boyfriend's chances of going by putting his toothbrush in my mouth, with the hope that he would test positive just before we set sail and therefore total blame would not fall on my shoulders for the need to cancel.
1: This is tough. Covid's such a shitter.
2: As most people do in times of crises, I called my mother and a rather rebellious sibling. Their answer was simple falsify the cruise-branded lateral flow test without my boyfriend or his family finding out because, out of 2,000 people, I was almost guaranteed to not be the only passenger with Covid. The problem came when my boyfriend decided we must do the test together. Why, I couldn't tell you. Racked with guilt, I created a string of lies that detailed to my boyfriend why I had to return to my parents' home the night before departing with my cruise-branded test in hand. I watched in hideous anticipation as my mother falsified the Jesus, test for me. it's like a bloody, um, it's like a card- I a Crispy this more twists and turns And <laughs> Rapunzel's hair Yeah uh, We had a fabulous time As the holiday progressed I began to feel like I had my cake And eat it So
1: he went on holiday With
2: A co- false, falsified Covid So test. He, he went on holiday With Covid He cruised with Covid
1: She went on holiday With Covid
2: Yes She cruised with Covid. She did. Jesus Christ. Although at the time in the UK all restrictions had been lifted, I did ensure I maintained my distance from everyone as much as possible, wore a mask until my isolation time would have been complete and applied hand gel approximately every two minutes. It was three days after we arrived back in the UK when I was informed that both my boyfriend's parents had come down with the rona. Thankfully, they were absolutely fine and simply suffered congested noses. I took this as my opportunity to come down with Covid too, even though at this point I was now testing negative again. Am I a terrible person? Should I come clean? What is the etiquette in an unrestricted world when you know you have Covid but have pre-booked plans? I have debated whether to sign my name or remain anonymous, but since I have introduced most of my friends and family to the podcast, i feel Fear my anonymity being revealed. Thank you for all the laughs, Anonymous Cruiser. I don't know if there'll be that many people that have been on cruises recently with families.
1: First of all, like, why didn't you just say I've tested... Like, people now understand if you cancel plans and you can't go on holiday...
2: Like, there's been a worldwide... Yes, but there's a... In this instance, it would, you know, you don't... I'm sorry, but you
1: should have just... Like, I should have just said I've tested positive for COVID. Surely,
2: I maybe would have brought them in on the decision, and then they could have. If they all collectively decided to falsify the COVID test, even though I believe that's probably immoral, bad. And
1: what if you give it to somebody on the cruise? That well, they
2: did the family.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, but I think you should just say, "Am I being harsh here? Am I being harsh here?"
2: No, I I think you should have
1: just said, "Look, in the WhatsApp group, I've tested positive. Where do we go from here?"
2: Not on the cruise.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry, anonymous. I'm sorry. You're not a terrible person. I can,
2: I can see. Look, you know, I can see why you wanted a holiday. You don't probably, come clean. No you idea. probably hadn't had a holiday uh, for a while. But yeah, I probably wouldn't come clean. I would. It's just one of those things. You're just going to have to live with yeah. your your guilty conscience. But it's probably worse now if you yeah. tell people. Um, if you're Catholic, go into a confessional and do all that, and that will absolve your sins. But if not, you've written in. Use us as your priests. You've confessed to us uh, and I hope in time, you'll be able to live with yourself, yeah, I'm sure. It's fine, but you should have just said
1: from the start.
2: It, when I got the corona, few, of course, I, I wasn't going on holiday anywhere, so I didn't have the dilemma that this correspondent had. It is, it is had. if you get it before a holiday. But it was odd, because more, legally, I could have, I could have just mm-hmm. carried on. I could have gone and sort of, you know, breathed over everybody. I didn't. I stayed at home. I went on walks at, towards the end of the day went around the park and obviously kept a distance because I needed some exercise. But... I didn't go to the shops, I didn't go, I cancelled any in-person stuff. But you're doing that, but you think, well, actually, legally, I'm allowed to. Hmm. But morally, it's, you know, I think that the moral guilt drove me to do the right thing. Yeah. But I wasn't, but if I was going on holiday, I would have probably thought twice, but reluctantly done the, the right thing.
1: Yeah, it's easy, not, I can imagine you being good and you getting it, but yeah. Anyway. Do you remember, like, I remember, do you remember during the first lockdown? Mm. Can I say this now? I hope I don't get cancelled, but... I remember I went to the shop twice in one day because I forgot something. <laughs> and I felt bloody old. Do you remember that's how serious we took it? Mm. So I went to the shop. Mm. I went to the weekly big shop in Aldi, me and Joe, I lived with at the time. Yeah. We used to take it in turns. I, we used to walk to Aldi, I got it. And I forgot something I can't remember now. So I went, did my shopping, unpacked and thought, oh, shit, So I then went to the co-op and got wet. No
2: wonder we had a third lockdown.
1: And I was... No, but, like, you, at the time... Because we literally, was I only went shopping once. We used to get big, big shopping. At the time, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to lose my job. If people find out, I went to the... Well, am I going to get
2: cancelled? I don't I don't
1: think so. I went to the shop twice in one day. I'm so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure, no. I mean, we do have a current government that... Yeah, well, they anyway. didn't
2: follow the rules either, so I wouldn't worry. I did follow the rules. Well, you didn't. I did. You didn't. You just told you.
1: No, don't. I, I was super on it. But one day I went to the shop twice.
2: Is that bad? I might as well just do this podcast with Dominic Cummings.
1: (laughs) I didn't go up to Durham. Is that bad? Am I going to get cancelled?
2: Well, anyway, I wouldn't worry about it. Anonymous cruiser, it's happened. It's been and done. I hope the holiday was at least fun. I wouldn't worry about it. Hopefully in time your guilt will um, dissipate.
1: Remember, guys, you can send your nervous narratives to help at sexmyboss.com, or you can write to
2: William who promises a handwritten reply in his own lettered and paper addresses on the website, com. Or you can tweet us and send us a message on Instagram or TikTok. Can you do messages on TikTok? I don't know, but we're on there. We're at sexofmyboss. Goodbye.
0: Mom deserves better than a drugstore card.